Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. But I want to talk today just a little bit about what's going on right now in our world. This is not the first time that this has happened. Maybe the first time in our time that we've seen raging, destroying, burning, tearing down. Uh, maybe this is the first time we've seen it like this before. We heard about it in other cities, in other states. Just a little, but, but to this extent, to this extent, I've never seen it like this before. And we're going to read about it now talked about to the Lord about it and I said Lord you know just give me something to say concerning what's going on in our world today and I, I got some Bible today I got some book chapter and verse today we're going to go over and I'm going to show you that what's happening right now in our city it to happen before in other cities and in other countries it's just coming to America okay it had happened before, and, and, and the reason why it happened is because of the people. The people we have gotten so far from God, God allowed things to happen to get our attention. Hopefully, it will bring us back to God. It's going to change some people. It's going to bring us back to where we need to be. And, of course, it's going to usher in the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But let's, let's take a look at the book of Joshua. Joshua 24 and verse number 20. Here is what uh, uh, the man of God was saying to the people here. Uh, Joshua was saying to the people, look, he said, verse 26, that if you uh, forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, notice that he said strange gods, God that you, gods that you don't know before, strange gods. And always spell gods with a small g, G-O-D-S, strange gods. There's a lot of strange gods in the land today. People are going after strange things that cannot help them, amen, that they're looking to for a source of help. And so Joshua said, if, if, if you forsake the Lord, and this seems to be what people are, are doing nowadays, People are getting away from the Lord. Uh, God is really standing in the way of the people uh, doing what they want to do, uh, living their life the way that they want to live it. God and God's people are standing in the way. All right, but the Joshua said, if you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn to do you hurt. Y'all see that? He will turn to do you hurt, all right, and consume you after that he have done you good. See, God has been good to a lot of us. God has been good to all of us, matter of fact. But if we will turn from God who have been so good to us to serve other gods who have done nothing for us, God said, he will consume you. He will do your hurt. He will, he will cause things to come into our lives, that turn our lives upside down. Chaos, violence, destruction, civil unrest. God will cause these things to be 
if we turn from him, and truly I can see we are turning from God. And he said he will consume us after that. He has done you good. God, yes, God has been good. God is good. God is always good. And he's been good to me. But if I turn from him after he has done me good, he said, then God will, God will, God will do us, amen, harm. Now, Joshua, we were in the book of Joshua uh, 24. Maybe I gave you the wrong scripture. Joshua 24, I'm sorry. I said Joshua 20. But chapter Joshua 24, Joshua 24 and verse 20. Check it out. Here we are. He just said, now, after I've done you good, he said, well, he would turn around and do you harm and consume you. Verse number 21, okay, 21, Joshua 24, 21. But Joshua said, and, and, and the people said unto Joshua, neighbor, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. Okay, this is what Joshua told the people now. He said, they will serve the Lord. The people said, after God has been so good to us, we will serve the Lord. Now, let me back up just a little bit, if you will. Now, we're in the 24th chapter. Now, look at, look at the 15th verse. Back up just a little bit. Just a little bit. I got a little bit ahead of myself. Look at Look at the 15th verse, 24 and 15. Now, the, 20, 20, uh, the 15th verse in, in the same book of Joshua 24, check this out. Joshua said, now, if it seem evil unto you to serve uh, the Lord, seem like it's that way towards some people. If it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the God's uh, which your father served uh, that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whom land ye dwell. But Joshua said, but as for me and my house, there it is, that's where I want to go. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So what Joshua is saying here, the choice is easy for Joshua, and I say to for myself also, for me the choice is easy. I made my decision. I made my choice, and my choice is I'm going to serve the Lord God. But Joshua put it to the people like that. He said, now, if it seemed evil, it seemed like people just don't want the Lord nowadays. Okay, that's all right. I get it. If you don't want the Lord, then that's your business. If you choose to forsake the Lord and serve strange God, God said he will turn and do your hurt. But Joshua said, but now if it seemed evil, if it don't seem right, I just don't want no part or this Jesus thing. I don't want no pause of this Christianity ruling, ruling my life. If it seems evil unto you uh, to serve the Lord, then you have to make a choice. And, and people are making choices uh, each and every day. You're making a choice. You make the choice to serve the Lord or serve these other gods uh, on the other side of the flood. And so he said, but Joshua said, but as for me and my house, so Joshua was speaking for himself, and he was speaking for him house, his house. And that's all, brothers and sisters, we can do. I can't speak for the world. I can't speak for you. I can only speak for me and my house. 
me and my house, we decide we are going to serve the Lord because I know things are better for me, are going much better for me serving the Lord than serving the gods on the other side of the flood, or serving gods that can't help me, serving the devil. I know serving the Lord is right, and I believe in my heart according to Scripture that serving the Lord will pay off one day. That's why the choice for me is very, very easy. That's in Joshua 24 and 15. Now come to the book of Saul, Isaiah, that is. The book of Isaiah, the first chapter. Check this out. Isaiah, the first chapter, and this is where we're going to spend the rest of our time. I'm not going to be very long on this morning. But, but as for me and my house, 24, 15, we're going to serve the Lord. I decided to serve the Lord. My household decided that the Lord is the right thing, uh, is right for us. I can't say what's right for you. I can say what's good for you, what you should do, what you ought to do. Serving the Lord is the right thing to do. And you, you know, brothers, we have to really pray for our families, our family. We're losing our families. I was at an outing yesterday. I said I wasn't going to go to any outings, uh, but I found myself compelled to go. Uh, I was called upon. So many wanted me to be there, uh, uh, my appearance and my family appearance to be there. So, well, I was compelled to go out on yesterday. And as we was there talking and, and enjoying uh, uh, some friends and some food as we were eating, we got some bad news again. Uh, another person uh, that's known to the family has lost his life. And it's all because of sin. It's all because of our lifestyle. Brothers and sisters, if we don't check our lifestyle, we going we are destroying our own self because the way uh the lives that we live, we are destroying ourselves. We have to understand you that are people of faith. You know these things. God has warned us and told us about these things. He said, look, Jesus said, I came in John 10.10. 10, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Listen, the only way to enjoy life is, is to enjoy it in Jesus. So all of those that choose the other path, to choose the other path is going to, going to experience nothing but death hell and destruction remember he said the devil come to steal to kill and to destroy and this is what we're seeing we losing our young boys our girls uh at an early age they, they, they're gone too soon and it's all because of our lifestyle parents we have to live good lives uh before our children that we might show them the way that they need to go in we need to be good role models and good example for our children. The way that you live, we as parents, check this out. The way that we live and conduct ourselves, that's pretty much the way our children are going to live. Sometimes you have those that just find their own path and go. they're going to go left. But for the most part, uh, our children see our life. We are the first teacher that they're going to have, and they're going to look at the way that you and I live, and believe me, most of them, not all, but most of them are going to try to pattern their life after what they see. They're going to mimic you. They're going to mimic me uh, because this is what they see. 
And then they're going to go out and see other friends and mingle with other people, and then they're going to have to make the decision. Do I continue on the path that I, I once knew the way I was brought up with my parents, my father, my, my grandparents? Do I continue on this path? I see the other path, or do I try that out? They have to make a decision. But Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Now, Everything that we're seeing, the death and destruction, is caused for a reason because our children are going the wrong way. We're not bringing our children up in church. The parents, many of them, they themselves are not in church. They themselves are living such bad lives before their children. And you, if you live a bad life in front of your child, what do you think the child is going to do? That's all he or she sees, then they're going to live bad lives also. All right, there's enough wrong out in the world. They're going to be faced with enough uh, peer pressure uh, out in the world. Then we, and here we are not living a good life before them. But look at Isaiah. God lays it out. God lays it out right here in Isaiah uh, uh, chapter 1. Check this out what the word of the Lord said. The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, uh, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the, la in the days of Uzziah. Uh, Jotham, uh, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, king of Judah. Okay, Isaiah had a vision. And he had a vision concerning these two cities, Judah and Jerusalem, the northern kingdom and the south, southern kingdom. They had divided themselves, you know, and we're living in a divided world today. So we had the north against the south. They were all one at one time, but Isaiah, Jerusalem had became a divided kingdom. So he saw this concerning Judah and concerning Jerusalem uh, in the days of uh, uh, Uzziah. Uh, listen to this, Uriah. Check this out, verse number two. Uh, Hear, O heaven, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. This is what the Lord is saying. Listen, O heaven. Listen, heaven, heaven, O heaven, help us all. Heaven, God said, give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. God is speaking. He said, I have nourished the children, and I brought them up. Yes, he did. And they have rebelled against me. God been so good to us, but we have been so wrong toward God and the things of God. They have rebelled or, toward, or, or have rebelled against me. Verse number three says, check this out. The ox knows his owner. That's something to think about. The ox knows his owner. And the ass, his master crib. But Israel do not know. My people do not consider. This is what the Lord saying. Check this out. The ox know his owner. You think about a cow or oxen. They know the owner. They feed them every morning. They, 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 they use them. They, they get milk from them. They use them in the field and what have you. The ox know his owner. That's something to think about. And then they said the ass, the old donkey. The donkey know the master crib. Well, that's the barn. The donkey know where the crib is. Let this sink in. The ox know his owner, and the donkey know where the barn is. But Israel, my people, they do not know. It's sad that so many of us, we don't know the Lord. 
We need to get to know God, brother. Our children are coming up, and they don't know the Lord. The donkey know where the crib is. He know where the barn is. He know how to go to the barn when it's time to go to the barn. The ox know his owner. But my people Israel don't know their God. They don't know Jesus. They don't know the Lord. And they're not trying to get to know God. And he went on to say, my people do not know. My people do not consider. What's wrong with the people today? You know we need to consider our ways. Consider what we are into. We need to consider, you know, we didn't get here on our own. God made us. God made us the people on the earth. The Bible said for one blood he created all the races of the people on the earth. On just one blood. It ain't, you know, it ain't no white blood, no blue blood, no black blood, round. It's just one blood. My blood, I can give blood to uh, any, uh, another person of another race. Uh, he can be Jewish. He can be a... Uh, he can be whatever race he want to be. But when it comes down to blood, we got the same blood. My blood will work in the white man. My blood will work in the Hispanic. You just name them. They're just one blood. Just different shades of people. But one blood. And so when God said, my people, I, he has created us, but we do not know him. He said, my people don't know me. They don't consider the ox know the crib. He know where the barn is. The, 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 the ass know where the barn is, and the ox know the owner. But my people, my people, what's wrong with our children? What's wrong? There's nothing wrong with knowing the Lord. It's a good thing, brothers and sisters, to know the Lord. I don't apologize for knowing the Lord. I'm not ashamed for knowing the Lord. I thank God today that you and I, we know the Lord. It's out there, and I, I will not take it back. I won't make people living whatever life they want to live make me feel embarrassed or ashamed of knowing the Lord. Don't be ashamed of God, brothers and sisters. Don't be ashamed that you know the Lord. Don't be ashamed of the life that you are living right now. I'm not ashamed. You see the folks out in the world, they're not ashamed to turn the bottle up. They're not ashamed to roll up a cigarette. Amen. And I'm not talking about tobacco. They're not ashamed to roll up that mess in that cigarette and light it up and smoke it. They're not ashamed to do it right in front of you and I. So why should I be ashamed of Jesus and what he is all about? I'm not ashamed. I don't take it back. Brothers and sisters, the oxen know it all, and the ass know what a barn is, but Israel do not know. My people do not consider. What's wrong with these people? Verse number four, the ox, the sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity. Here, here is where the problem is, brother, right here, brother. Here, the problem is in verse number four. God said, my people, this is a sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity. A seed of evil dual, corrupt children, children that are corrupt, they have forsaken the Lord, they have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger, they are gone away backwards. This is the problem that we're dealing with today. The reason the reason we're experiencing what we're experiencing, brothers and sisters, look, look at the people, look at what they are doing. These, this is a sinful nation of people that are laden with iniquity, a, a seed of evildoers. 
that's something instead of a seed of righteousness, then we have a seed of evildoers. Look, uh, how do you get a seed of evildoers? Well, first of all, uh, it starts with the parents. If the parents uh, are not doing right, what do you think the children going to do? We have a seed of evildoers, and they, are, they, are, uh, they came from us. They came from us. They, are, they, they, they proceeded from us. They are, they are our production. We produced it, and we're constantly producing our seeds of evildoers instead of producing children that uh, have good manners and want to do the right thing and seek after God. We are producing seeds of evildoers, children that are, that are corrupt, they are corruptors. That's what the scripture said. They are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked uh, the Holy One of Israel unto anger. Don't you think God is not angry when He sees what's going on in our society? They are going away backwards. Our whole world is backward. Instead of going forward, they're going back. They call it right, wrong, wrong is right. Everything is just upside down. Everything just twisted. It used to be good, now it's bad. It, used, it was bad, now it's good. Everything is just backwards now. We're living in a backward society. And, and I, I want to encourage you today, don't get with this backwardsness. Don't get with this perverseness. Don't get with that stuff. Right is right. Uh, and no matter who don't like it, right is, will always be right. Left is left and right is right. Wrong is wrong and, 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 and right and good is always right. So, brothers, don't get with it. Don't let people distort things. Don't let them change it. You know, don't get with this new new age stuff, this new modern stuff. Look, we got to ask for the old path and stay with it. It was right then. Look, the word of God was right then. It is right now. It has led a lot of brothers and sisters down the right path, and it will still lead down the right path today. Listen to what the Lord said. We're still in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 5. Check this out. Isaiah verse 5. He said, why should you be stricken anymore? This is a question. God asked Israel. He said, why wow, God already stricken? God had already punished them. He already sent all kind of curses upon the children of Israel, upon Judah, upon them. God said, why should you be stricken anymore? Why should you be stricken anymore? You will, you will revolt more and more. God said, the more I whip you, the more I punish you, you you just getting worse and worse and worse. Have you ever seen children you whip them and they still do bad? I mean, when, normally, normally in your in your right mind, if you get a whooping, you straighten up. But but we're living in a day and time. You you whip children, you punish them, you chastise them. They get worse and worse and worse. Instead of getting better, okay, I won't do that no more. That caused me to get a whipping. No, no, not these children now. Not these children. Not the generation that we're living in now. Not not the people that we're dealing with now. You punish them. You chastise them. They get worse. And this is what the Lord said. Why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. And here, here's the reason why they're getting worse and worse. You can chastise them. You can correct them. But they still get worse. And I said, I'm tired of talking to this child. I'm tired of talking to these children. I don't told her. I don't told him. I don't told her. I'm so tired. They just ain't listening. They're just getting worse and worse. Well, this is what God said they, they did with him. God said, why should I continue to punish you? You will revolt more and more. And God, but here's the reason. The whole head is sick. 
when you got your when your head sick, ain't nothing else gonna be well. God said a whole head is sick and the heart, the whole heart faint. When the head is messed up, everything is messed up. How are you going to feel good with your head messed up? You had a headache. How do you think the rest of your body going to feel? Whenever the head is messed up, the rest is all out of whack. What we got to do, brothers and sisters, we got to get our heads straight. We got to bring our heads together. Get your mind together. Shape your mind. Renew your mind by the word of God. Our heads are all messed up. Our children, it starts with the parents. A lot of our parents, their head is all messed up. And if your head messed up, believe me, your children's head messed up. And all the crime and the violence and all the disturbing and destruction that I see, all of the sadness, all of the heartbreak that I see that's coming to me, that's coming to the family members, it, it, I take a look at the parents. Their parents are out of control. They live a, a, a bad life before their children. And we are reaping a whirlwind of trouble, a whirlwind of nothing but sadness all the time. The head, the head is sick. This is what God said. God said, I whipped you. Why, why should I continue on whipping you? You will only just revoke more and more. But here the problem is the head, the whole head is sick. And the whole heart's faint. Check out verse number six. The Lord said, from the sole of the feet, even unto the head, there is no soundness. See, the people, their the mind is wrong. Their mind is gone. He said, from the sole of your feet, amen, to the head, all the way up, from the feet to your head, there is no soundness. Just question people. Just talk to people. And you will find out that, brothers and sisters, there is no soundness at all in, in, in a lot of folks. They don't have to be young. I mean, even the old people, the older ones, that, that there's no soundness in them. They're talking foolishness also. There's no soundness in them. They all be ashamed of themselves. The way they talk, surely, as the folks said, the older you get, the, the, the better you get, the more mature you get. Uh, you just get better as you get older. No, not, not with everybody. Some folk get older and they're still crazy. Excuse me for saying it that way. But that's just the way it is. So the older they get, they don't get no wilder. They don't get better. They, they still do bad. They did still do bad things the older they get. But brothers and sisters, the older you get, a lot of foolishness should go away. I know, you know, when we were young, we did a lot of foolish things because we were young and full of lust, full of energy, and, and we just was uh, uh, just full of enthusiasm, wanted to know what the other side was like. We were told this, and, and we were told there's another side, and we want to look at the other side. But you know, when you get older, you done seen this, you done seen that, you done seen almost everything. You ought to be able to draw the line and divide some stuff by now. But God said, these folks, not with these folks, not with these folks. Check this out. The Lord said, for the soul, from, from the soul of the feet, even unto the head, there is no soundness in them. But here what the Lord said, here it is, or here's what's in them. There's no sound in them but wounds. Nothing but wounds and bruises and petrifying sores. That's what we see. Nothing but wounds, nothing but bruises, nothing but petrifying sore. They have not been closed up. So it's time now, brothers and sisters. We got to start closing up some of these wounds. We got to start getting some of these sores well. When are we going to wake up and seek God that we can heal 
some of these wounds, some of these bruises, some of these petrifying sores, they need to be healed. Somebody need to go and get some medicine. When we look at where our children are going today, somebody need to petition God that God will send some healing to this land to heal some of these wounds, heal some of these sores that's just wide open, bleeding, petrifying wounds and sores. They need healing. Our children need healing. Our brothers and sisters need healing. Our, our, the older people, some of them, we need healing. There's too many hurts and too many bruises out here, and nobody's trying to heal it. God said there's no soundness, no soundness, no soundness at all in the land. But bruises, y'all see it? But bruises and wounds and petrified sores, uh, they have not been closed. And I thank God for closing up my wounds. I thank God for healing my bruises and all the petrifying sores that I've had on my body in my life that I was stained by, amen, a, a, a life of living in, uh, in sin. I thank God for healing it and closing all that up. But he said, they're not closed. He said, neither are they bound up, nor uh, mortified with ointment. God said, uh, we, need to, we need to put some on this room that we're dealing with. Look at verse number seven. Here we are. Check this out. The state that we're in today. Your country is desolated. Take a look at our country. Look at our city. I want you to think about what's going on in, 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 in Baltimore and some of the other cities out there, Washington, all of the other cities that's going on. Here it is right here. Your country is desolated. Your cities are burned with fire. Your, and look, check this out. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land, strangers devour it in your presence, and it is desolated as overthrown by strangers. Who burning our cities up? They not us. We not burning our own city. We got to live here. Folk coming from somewhere else setting our city on fire. This is in the Bible. This is not the first time this stuff has happened. Look at what God is saying. Your country is desolated. Your cities are burned. See, what God do when God get tired of sin, when God get tired of our way, he will allow people to come from somewhere else to destroy us within. He said your cities are desolated. Your cities are burned with fire. That's what they're doing there. They want to burn up everything. Burn up the police precinct. Burn up the police car. Burn up the burn up the gas station. Burn up the car lights. The car lot. Just burn everything. And and check this out. Look, they don't care whether you black. And when I look at the people that are doing all the burning, they're talking about black lives and matter. Look, they burn up a black man's car lot. They burn up a black man's business. Most of the people that are doing all the, the destruction, if you look at them faces, they don't look like you and I. Them folks ain't black. Most of them folks are doing all this crazy burning in the store. Them folks are no way. They're something else. But, but, but it's nothing wrong. Yeah, black lives do matter. It do matter. But... When you kill your, when you kill a black, when when you killing black folk, that make me think that black life didn't matter. So it ain't about black life matter. It's about another agenda they're trying to bring in, brothers and sisters. They got another agenda. They're trying to destroy our city. They gonna change us from what we are to something else. Check this out. Your country is desolated. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land, yeah, your land. 
God said, stranger, oh, they don't live here. Brothers and these folks don't live here. They do not, he's a stranger. Then bow it in your presence. We sit here watching the, the police precinct burn up right in front of us. Strangers are doing it. And it is desolated. And, and uh, God said, and overthrown by strangers. There ain't no Black Lives Matter doing this. Them crazy, them somebody else. Overthrown by strangers. Look at verse number eight. We got to roll on. Check this out. And the daughter of Zion is left as a cottage in the, in the, in the, in the vineyard, as a lodge in the garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. Look at verse number nine. Except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a small remnant, we should have been like Sodom and, and uh, should have been like unto Gomorrah. So what the Lord said in verse number nine said, when we see all this stuff happening, burning our city, burning our town, God said, except the Lord had left a small remnant, that just a few folks still believe in God Almighty. There's just a few folks that love Jesus. There's still a few in the midst of all of this destruction. God still got some folks that love him. There's some people that still trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. Except the Lord has left a few, a very small, and there are a lot of folks now, because the world is so evil. There's a small remnant. We, we would have been like Sodom. We would have been like Gomorrah, but the Lord got a few folks still living here. I thank God for the few folks that still love Jesus. I thank God for the few folks that are hanging on to the word of God. I thank God for the few folks that ain't going to let the world change them. I thank God for the few folks that are not going to compromise, amen, their religious right, amen, for something else. There's a few, and I'm, I thank God today that I'm among those few that that still here, that still believe in God, and will not give up. Let's read on a little bit for verse number ten. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. Verse number eleven. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifice unto me? God is asking the people a question. He said, To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifice to me? Said the Lord, I am full of burnt offering of ram. God said, Now your your sacrifice. See, the people are wicked. They're living a wicked life, but they're still making sacrifices to God. And God letting them know, look, I am full of burnt offering of ram and the fat of fed beast, and I, I delight not in the blood of bullock or lamb or he goat. What God is saying, I don't know, Lord, I don't want your sacrifice. I don't want what you're giving to me. Why? Because your hands are dirty. You're not living the way you all live. You want to live like like you want to live and still think you can bring God something. God said, I reject it. I do not want anything to do with you. He says, For, to what purpose? To what purpose? Isaiah condemns the people for participating in evil deeds and in injustice while I continue to bring offering and sacrifice to God and to pray and to worship him. Check this out. Worship and pray become an abomination to him if our hearts are not uh, sincerely devoted to him. Our worship, our praise become an abomination in the sight of God if our hearts are not sincere. God is not worried about you saying, singing worship songs and doing, giving praise to him if our heart is not sincerely right. 
some of the most folks you want, even folks you want to know, uh, 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 give offers and send money and give stuff to God. Back in the old days, when we used to watch the old movie, Al Capone, some of those old gangster mafia movies. Look, half of the mafia, half of those gangsters, they, they all were Catholic. And they pay money to the Roman Catholic Church. They go out and shoot up a neighborhood, go up and shoot up a store, but they still pay their money to the Catholic Church. Look, God, I'm not with all that. I don't care about your offering. I don't care about the bulls. I don't care about the ram. I don't care about the ghosts. And man, your heart is what I care about, and people don't seem to get it. God don't worry about what you can put in offering. If your heart is not right, he don't even want your offering. Your offering is not acceptable if we are not walking upright in the will of God. Check this out. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifice unto me? What purpose is it? Said the Lord, I'm full of burnt offering. I don't want no more. I'm full. When you're full, you're just full. God said, I'm full of your burnt offering, a ram and the fat of fed beasts. I'm tired of that. And I delight not in the blood of bullock. Now, what's a bullock? A bullock is nothing but a castrated bull that's fed for, that's fed for beef. Okay, God said, I, I have no pleasure in that and the bullock, I have no pleasure in the lamb, I have no pleasure in the ghost. Verse number 12 said, when you come to appear before me, when you come to appear before the Lord, who has required this at your hand to shred my court? Bring no more vain oblation incense. Uh, uh, it is an abomination to me. The new moon, the Sabbath, the calling of assembly, I cannot I cannot away with it. God said, I don't want to accept it no more. This is what the Lord is saying. I don't want him to have anything to do with it anymore. Amen. Take it away from me. Take it away. First of all, you got to get your heart right. You got to get your mind right. You got to get your soul right. Then come and offer an offering unto the Lord. Check it out what the Lord said. Verse number number 13. Bring no more vain oblation. Don't bring no more. No more incense. He said, incense is an abomination unto me. The new moon, I'm not worried about the new moon. The Sabbath, I'm not worried about the Sabbath day. And the calling of the assembly. I'm not worried about calling the people together no more. God said, I, I, I cannot away with, go away with it. It is iniquity. Even the solemn meeting, all your meeting, all your function, all your coming together. If your heart is not right, God said, I don't have nothing to do with that stuff. Look at, look at verse number 14. These are your new moons and your appointed feasts. My soul hate. God, I'm not interested in whatever the wicked folks are doing. I don't, I, I don't have no pleasure in that. Go on, say, they are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. Listen, God, brothers and sisters, God wants your heart. God wants your mind. God wants your soul. He's not worried about your offering. He's not worried about the sacrifice. He's not worried about all that. If you don't get your heart right, we don't get our mind right with God, then nothing else really matters. Nothing else really matters. Check it out. Verse 15. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Brothers, we got to clean up our lives. Go on, look at verse number 16. I'm almost done here. Verse 16 said, wash you 
Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doing from before the presence of the eye, before my eye. Cease to do, do evil. The Lord God said, go wash yourself up. Clean up your life. Clean up your act. Get yourself together. Wash you. Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doing before my eye. Cease to do evil. And verse 17 says, learn to do well. This is what we got to focus on. We got to talk to our boys and our girls. Brothers and sisters, the Lord said, learn. Learn to do well. See, we everything in life that we do, I find out that it's a learned behavior. You learn how to do wrong. You learn how to do bad things. You learn how to cuss. You learn how to swear. You learn how to drink, how to do whatever you're doing. You learned it. All these things are learned behavior. And you know what you need to do? You need to unlearn them. Yeah, I learned how to do wrong. I learned how to shoot dice. I learned how to drink whiskey. I learned how to do all these things. I learned how to chase women. I learned how to chase men. We learn these things. Unlearn them, brothers and sisters. Just like you learn them, you can unlearn them. And God said in verse number 17, he said, learn to do well. You got to learn it. You don't automatically do it. You got to learn this. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the followers and plead for the widow. In verse number 18, God said, this is a plea. God is stretching out his hand to these people. God said, come now and let us reason together. God wants to sit down with the sinner man. God wants to sit down with the sinner woman. God wants to reason with you. God has a proposition that he wants to put before you, brothers and sisters. God wants to make us a deal. And here the deal is right here. Let's read on. Come now. Let us reason together, said the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, you know what scarlet is, that's a bright red color, and they shall be as white as snow. Look at what the word of the Lord said. Come on and sit down and let's talk about it. God don't care. He's not worried about how much you're doing, how long you did it. God says, let's talk about it. Come on, let's talk about it. Let's reason together. I got a proposition I want to put up to you. He said, though your sins are as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson. Crimson is a deep, deep red. Oh, you can spot it a long way away. Though your sins be as crimson, they shall be as wool. God says, I know you're in sin. I know your life all messed up. But if you come unto Jesus, Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laid, and I will give you rest. Brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but some of y'all all be tired. But God said, you come to me, I'll give you rest. I know you can't sleep good at night. You've done too much evil. I know you can't sleep well. You think somebody's going to knock the door down and get you. You've done so much wrong, you're scared to go to sleep. But God said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laid, and I will give you rest, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Brother, God is extending to us today an invitation to come to Jesus. We need to come right now. Come unto me, ladies, and let us read together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be uh, like crimson, they shall be as wool. But listen at verse number 19. He said, if you will, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the lamb. That's what I think about God. This is the proposition that God has put before us. I don't know about you, but it, the choice is not hard for me. I, I choose Jesus. 
He said, if you be willing, Thomas, if you be obedient, Thomas, God said, I, you will eat the good of the land. Look, look, I ain't going to be hungry. I, I have a nephew. He gone on to be with the Lord, left us some years ago or a while ago. And I remember the words of nephew. He's always said, we sat down talking. And he said, we ain't going to be hungry. That's what he's always telling his sisters and brothers. He went to serve, went to the military, retired from the service, and joined his good money, and he was just giving, living a good life. And he's always telling his sisters, we ain't going to be hungry. Tell his family. We just laugh. He looked at me he said, we ain't going to be hungry. We ain't going to be hungry. And look, this is what I can say about the Lord Jesus Christ right here. God said, if you come on with me, if you get on the Lord's side, if you sit down and talk with me, and God said in verse number 19, if you be willing, if you be obedient, God said you will eat the good of the land. So I can say to the people of God, as long as you trust in God, God's going to make a way for you. God's going to bring you out. God's going to heal your body. God's going to deliver you. We ain't going to be holy. Let the world do what they want to do, but God said, I will provide for my own. He said, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. I don't know about you, but I want the good. I want the good. I want, I want some of the best things in life. I want the nice car. I want the nice house. I want the nice clothes. I want a little money in my bank. Amen. God said, you can have these things. You come on with me. You don't have to go out and steal. You don't have to rob. You don't have to sell dope. You don't have to do those things. God said, just get with me. Just get with me. Brother and sister, a proposition like this, you can't pass up. Something wrong with you. You're not in your right mind if you let this thing pass you up. Come unto me. He said, all you to labor. If you be willing and be obedient, you eat the good of the land. All the verse number 20 got something to say. He said, listen to verse number 20. But if you refuse this proposition that I put before you, and if you rebel, God said, you shall be devoured with the sword. And this is what I see happen to our people. The sword is devouring these people. They're dying young at a young age. Oh, why, why, why are they dying so young? They refuse the proposition that God had put in front of them. This is why they die in an early death. They refuse what God has set before them. Life and death, make the choice. If you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured. And the word devoured means, it means swallow up. It means to eat hungrily, angrily. It means destruction. It means the end of you. That would devour me. God said, I'm going to devour you with the sword. And the sword means death. Follow me, brother. So the sword means death. God going to bring death to a lot of folks at an early age simply because they're going down the road of destruction. We need to change our course. Change, get off of that road of destruction and get on the right road, brothers and sisters. You're going down the wrong road. We, we, look, we bear a lot of folks. We're going to bear some more because they're living bad lives. You're going the wrong way. And this is what the Lord said. If you refuse and, and rebel, you shall be devoured. And this ain't no this ain't no if. This ain't no maybe. God said you shall be devoured. So what's happened to our children? What's happened to my nieces? What's happened to your nephews? What's happening to them? They're reaping what God has said. The word of God is coming to pass. They shall be devoured with the sword. And the sword is death. They're going to get shot up. They're going to get burned up. They're going to get hurt. They're going to get stabbed. They're going to get run over. They're going to, you name it, it's going to happen to them. 
And God said it in his word. So we're just seeing the word of the Lord being fulfilled before our eyes. If you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. Listen to this. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. God has said it. It's out there. It's out there. God said it. The mouth of the Lord has spoken it. God said it, brothers and sisters, and God mean it. It's going to come to pass. Get a hold to your children. Talk to them. Put, try to put some sense in their head before it's too late. Because the mouth of the Lord has said it. They shall be devoured with the sword. They're going to meet death. They're going to be dead. They're dying too soon. But, Lord, said, come. Let us reason together. Don't your sin be scholar. I'll make them white as snow. Brothers and sisters, the choice for me today is not hard. I pray for you. I pray for you today that the choice is not hard. Make the right choice. Choose Jesus today before it's too late. God bless you in Jesus' name. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.